Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, September 16th, 2022. All of us at some point in our lives have felt the frustration and the pain and the sorrow that can come from living in a world that is full of injustice. Maybe it's seeing a case where um, someone that was clearly guilty was announced to be innocent, or unfortunately, sometimes when someone innocent is declared to be guilty, or crimes that aren't prosecuted at all, or problems that just aren't fixed or are clearly ignored in our society. These things can bring pain and and sorrow, and, and you see this, unfortunately, all throughout history, all throughout the world. There has been, there will be in injustice, but we know that there is a God who reigns and he is a judge who judges rightly. And it's good for us to remember today as we see some things that remind us of injustice in the world and the justice of God, it's good for all of us to remember that we will stand before that judge someday. And are we ready for that? Let's look at our readings today. Let's start in Acts 24. Now, we Paul is now in Caesarea. Uh, he has been moved there, and now he is going to appear before the Roman governor, who at this time is a man named Felix. And, and you see a lot of injustice in this situation uh, because they, they come down, some of the elders uh, come from Jerusalem with the high priest, and they come and they make their case. And just look at how it starts. This man named Tertullus uh, begins the accusation against Paul, and he says, Since through you we enjoy much peace, and since by your foresight, most excellent Felix, reforms are being made for this nation in every way and everywhere, we accept this with all gratitude. Uh, Let's just pause right there. This guy did not mean anything he was saying, most likely. Uh, the, the, the Jewish religious leaders, in all probability, hated the Romans. They hated the Roman governor. And so this guy is totally uh, just blowing smoke and saying nice things that he most likely does not mean to the governor in order to make his case. Here's injustice. Paul has been falsely accused. And even that's going to come out in his defense. One of the things he makes clear is, I was minding my own business in Jerusalem. Paul was not preaching in the temple uh, when he was arrested. He wasn't doing anything in a public way. He, He even says, they did not find me disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd either in the temple or in the synagogue or in the city. Uh, Paul points out these are unjust charges being brought in an unjust way. Uh, And so this whole situation is really a mockery of uh, what should be done. Paul should not be in prison. Paul should be released. This is all a problem. Uh, And Felix, apparently he has some knowledge 
of Christianity. Here, it is referred to as the way there in Acts 24, 22. Uh, That's what it's referring to when it says that he had a rather accurate knowledge of the way. And he says, when Lysias the Tribune comes down, I will try your case. And so Paul has some liberty. He's imprisoned, uh, but he seems that he has some freedom and he can certainly be visited by other people. And he asked Paul to come in and talk with him. And he heard Paul speak about faith in Christ. And Paul tells him the gospel and Paul even reasons about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment. So no doubt he was uh, talking to Felix about his need for a savior and his the judgment that he would face, uh, but no doubt also telling him the good news of Jesus Christ. And so much so that it says Felix was alarmed. So here's Felix not being a just judge, because even it's going to go on to say he was hoping that Paul is going to bribe him. That's not what a good, just judge does. So here, in contrast to the corrupt Jewish leaders and the corrupt Felix, Paul is speaking of a coming judgment of a true and righteous judge. And I think we see that's something that motivates Paul throughout his ministry is just his mindfulness that ultimately he will stand before Christ and he hopes to be vindicated in that day, both through his justification and the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ, but also then what he has done as a faithful minister of the gospel. And we see more of just the judgment of God today as we start the book of Amos. Now, now we're doing our best. Um, we're reading through in a more chronological order, and that's where it's hard to get things super precise down to each chapter by chapter. But here in Amos, we're reading something that's similar to what we're seeing in Isaiah and where we've been in, in Kings and Chronicles. Here at the beginning of Amos, it says, the words of Amos, who was among the shepherds of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, also known as Jeroboam II. Uh, So there we see we've recently read about those kings in Kings and Chronicles. And so that sets the time period. So similar time to Isaiah, similar time to what we've been reading in Kings and Chronicles. And he brings the judgment of the Lord. And he starts by going around the nations all around Israel, Damascus, that would have been Syria to the north of Israel, Gaza, you know that name even from headlines and news today, the Gaza Strip there along the coast in Israel. He speaks of Tyre, which would be more towards Lebanon today, kind of north of Israel along the coast, Edom across the Dead Sea from Israel, the Ammonites and the Moabites, all on the other side of the Jordan there from uh, the nation of Israel. And then he comes and he issues judgment on Judah and he issues judgment on Israel. Uh, And you see, even in his judgment on Israel, one of the reasons that he uh, is going to judge them is because of their injustice, Uh, because they sell the righteous for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. People are being oppressed. They they trample the head of the poor into the dust of the earth. Uh, There's that kind of impropriety. There's sexual immorality. And and God is saying, I am going uh, to judge them. And for the nation of Judah, he gets even the most specific out of all of them. He says, because they have rejected the law of the Lord and have not kept his statutes. 
so there, there, there was even a higher accountability for Judah than there was for the other nations because they had the law of the Lord. They had his statutes and they rejected him. And even as he talks later about Israel, he reminds them, I was the one who destroyed the Amorite before you. I was the one who wiped out the people of Canaan. But now you have forgotten those things. You are now following your own desires and your own sin. And even really then in the uh, chapter three, it says, hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O people of Israel, against the whole family that I brought up out of the land of Egypt. And now he goes on to make his case. And it's clear judgment is coming. Uh, Judgment is coming on you. And again, he calls out their sin. He calls out their injustice. Even he calls out in chapter five, he says, but let justice roll down like waters in verse 24 and righteousness like an ever flowing stream. So God makes it clear. I am bringing judgment to you for your sin. And there we even are reminded he, he talked about the nations outside of Judah and Israel as well. God will bring judgment to all nations, to all peoples. And that's where one thing we also see uh, in these first five chapters of Amos, Amos 1 through 5, uh, we, we see that judgment is coming, but we see that God is offering a way out. In chapter 5, verse 4, it says, For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me and live, but do not seek Bethel, and do not enter into Gilgal or cross over into Beersheba, for Gilgal will surely go into exile, and Bethel shall come to nothing. Seek the Lord and live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph, and it devour with none to quench it for Bethel. Uh, O you who turn justice to wormwood and cast down righteousness to the earth. It's calling the people to repentance. And verses 14 and 15 there in chapter 5, seek good and not evil that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts will be with you as you have said, hate evil and love good and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. And so as you read the, the prophets, like we've talked about with Isaiah, it's not hard to draw a line from what God is calling them out for and the sin that you see in our society today. And it's hard not to draw the conclusion, well, man, I, I think God is going to bring judgment uh, for what I'm seeing in the world today. Uh, but let's be reminded today and maybe take a more personal note of, yes, God's judgment is coming and I deserve judgment. Have I sought the Lord? And we talked recently from Isaiah about how repentance is the remedy. Have I truly sought the Lord in repentance? Have I turned from evil to truly seek the Lord? Because he says, hey, if you seek me, you will live. And we know the bigger picture. We know the broader story of scripture that for us, that looks like turning from our sin and putting our trust in Jesus Christ. And acknowledging he is the Lord and he is my savior and he can redeem me from my sin. He can change me. I am seeking him and I'm letting go of my sin, Uh, right? That is the starting place for all of us. So in a world full of injustice, perfect justice is coming. And we might get glimpses of that now as God brings judgment uh, upon different people or different nations. And we know Christ will return and there will be perfect justice. But until then, one of the things we should do is check our own hearts and know that I am a person that needs a savior. I need to turn from sin and seek what is good. And I need to seek the savior and I need to pursue him and his 
ways. And that is the hope for me. And then that's the hope that I can share to other people in a culture that is so full of sin. So I hope we're encouraged uh, today and knowing that despite injustice, whether we see that in Paul or whether we see that in Amos, God is on the throne. And I hope we're also challenged and checking our own hearts to even make sure, God, have I truly turned from sin to seek you? Or, or am I just going with the flow of culture and, and harboring sin in my own heart and I will be exposed on the day of judgment? And so I hope we're all ready for that day because this righteous judge, he is offering us salvation at his own expense. May we seek the Lord and live. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.